Here's our July 27, 2021 Spy Movie News with news on Black Widow, Mission Impossible 7, No Time to Die, Daniel Craig, Red Notice, Argyle, IB-71, and Industry News. Hi, this is Dan Silvestri of SpyMovieNavigator.com with another special edition of Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Let's get to it. Black Widow. At the end of this newscast, we will include a discussion around something likely to be a spoiler if you haven't seen the movie. We'll let you know before we start that discussion in case you want to skip the spoiler. Did Disney's decision to stream Black Widow hurt theaters? There have been many articles written both when Disney announced that Black Widow would release in the theater and on Disney Plus Premium Access on the same day. The theater industry didn't like it at the time of the announcement and has taken further louder umbrage now that the movie has been out for a few weeks. To top it off, in theater, second week numbers were down 67% versus opening weekend numbers. We'll focus on the post-release buzz in our discussion. The National Association of Theater Owners, NATO, put out a press release that started with this. Black Widow's excellent reviews, positive word of mouth, and strong previews in opening day totals led to a surprising 41% second day drop, a weaker than expected opening weekend, and a stunning second weekend collapse in theatrical revenues. Why did such a well-made, well-received, highly anticipated movie underperform? It's an interesting question, and most of the press release blames Disney's decision to release Black Widow simultaneously on Disney Plus Premier Access and in the theater. They also blame piracy, which is more easily achieved with a streaming release versus a theater-only initial release. The numbers do point to a very high piracy rate with this movie. In fact, according to Torrent Freak, Black Widow is the most pirated movie of the pandemic era. We understand NATO's argument and agree that some of the points appear valid. However, there are a few flaws in the argument. First, the press release doesn't address the impact of COVID on theater goers. It is highly likely that opening numbers were largely made up of diehard MCU fans that wanted to be sure they saw the movie in a theater right when it was released. More casual fans may have been worried about the upsurge in COVID numbers and decided to wait or stream the movie. Second. In the press release, NATO points out that F9 had a theater first release and didn't stream on release. So, F9's theatrical release numbers were strong. However, NATO didn't point out that there was also a 67% drop in second weekend revenue for F9, even though it was only released in theaters. Our third point is, Black Widow was a different type of MCU movie than its Avengers predecessors. Possibly, some MCU fans wanted to see a more Avengers-like approach to the movie. Word of mouth would have told them that it isn't an Avengers-style movie, so they may have stayed home. And finally, is it possible MCU fans are just getting weary of all the content? We've talked in the past about how MCU will overtake James Bond in terms of the number of movies released in its lifetime. In the 13 years since the release of Iron Man, MCU has released 24 movies. Ian Productions has released 24 James Bond movies since 1962's release of Dr. No. Yes, Ian will release, hopefully, No Time to Die with the upcoming September and October 2021 release dates, but MCU will pass them up with three more releases planned in 2021 after Black Widow. Plus, MCU has four movies lined up for release in 2022, and they are releasing content for television as well. Hey, maybe MCU fans are just exhausted. 
It appears Disney had what for them was likely considered a very successful launch of Black Widow. Distribution is changing, and the theater owners are in for some change as part of these changes. It seems that all of the movie companies are fiddling with their models to find the most money-making approach. That means for the production company, not necessarily the movie theater. We'll have to keep watching to see how things flush out. For us here at Spy Movie News, we will still go to spy movies in the theaters as long as that is an option. We believe it's a better viewer experience. James Bond. Okay. Happy 60th anniversary, Ian Productions. 60 years ago, Ian Productions was founded. They celebrated their anniversary on July 6th. Their first movie, Dr. No, will hit its 60th anniversary on October 5th, 2022. Happy anniversary, Ian. Bringing back Lighter. Hey, it's been 13 years since we've seen Felix Leiter in a new James Bond movie. Fortunately, No Time to Die fixes that for us Leiter fans. In an article on DigitalSpy.com, Jeffrey Wright makes the following comment. Quote, The surprise for me was to not be called in the previous two, he choked. But it gives more weight to Felix's appearance if we don't see him too often. We're glad to see Felix back, especially with Wright helming the role. We also like what he says about the Bond-Lighter relationship. Quote, we wanted to establish what is at the core of this relationship, which is this brotherhood, he explained. It's stuff like that that keeps up our desire to finally see this movie. In the same article is the following quote from James Bond co-writer, which ramps up our desire to see what they've done. Here's the quote. So, it's intriguing when you come back, and he's not really an agent in this one, and how you deal with that. Despite wanting to relax and fish and hang out in bars, if trouble comes knocking, he can't help himself. All right, that gives us a little clue for No Time to Die. We can't wait for its release. Daniel Craig's James Bond arc. According to an article in CinemaBlend.com, Barbara Broccoli confirms it is Daniel Craig's last outing and that quote, it will tie into everything he's done before, unquote. Whoa. They report in the same interview, Michael G. Wilson likened the entirety of the Daniel Craig films to be, quote, miniseries within the series. Lea Sado has predicted that some tears may be shed in the process. She said something like, we're going to see a lot of emotions and an emotional development on Bond's part. New stuff, can't wait. Hmm, we wonder more, for, but for only a couple of months more. <laughs> Hopefully. No Time to Die opens in the UK September 30th and in the US October 8th. Let's keep those dates. In a similar article on ScreenRant.com, No Time to Die will complete Bond's emotional arc from Casino Royale. Hey, here they say, quote, No Time to Die will pick up from the events of Spectre after Bond finds out that his adoptive brother is behind the international criminal syndicate out to get him. Ooh, a few more tidbits here and there. Bookmakers say Reggae Jean Page now is in the lead to play Bond. Well, looking forward from the Daniel Craig era for James Bond, according to an article on MovieWeb.com, Reggae Jean Page has taken over the lead from Tom Hardy as the better's favorite to be the next actor to play James Bond. Although it means nothing in reality, it is fun to speculate, as we've all been doing for a long time. All right, here's why Daniel Craig came back for No Time to Die. There's another article, pretty cool, in a recent article on independent.co.uk by 
Jacob Stallworthy, Daniel Craig explains why he came back for one more movie, No Time to Die. In the article, Craig says that he just didn't feel he was physically capable and he was done. But after two years, he was approached again by Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson. And Craig said during these discussions, he came up with an idea of what the next movie could be. Quote, a direct conclusion to the events seen in his first Bond film, Casino Royale, 2006. And quote, something to do with Vesper and Spectre and something that was connected in a way. It started to formulate there, he said. And he said, I thought, here we go. So Daniel is back as we know in No Time to Die, coming soon. Really, is it? Yes, yes. All right, COVID's impact on Mission Impossible 7. We've talked about the impact of COVID on Mission Impossible 7 and 8. It appears that the virus has also had an impact on what characters would return and what characters would be available. In an article, COVID kept Angela Bassett from reprising her role as Erica Logan on CinemaBlend.com. It says that Angela Bassett won't return as Erica Sloan in MI7. Bassett Sloan had replaced Alec Baldwin's character from Mission Impossible Fallout role of the CIA director. There's no official word if she will appear in Mission Impossible 8. The article says that COVID was responsible for Miss Bassett's absence from the movie, but we don't know if it was a scheduling conflict that popped up due to the slowdown from the pandemic or if it was other issues like a script change prompted by COVID. We know that Nicholas Holt was supposed to play one of the bad guys in Mission Impossible 7 and he had to withdraw due to conflicting schedules. Ilsa Faust is back with an eye patch? Hmm. Christopher McQuarrie posted a new black and white picture on Instagram to keep the drum beat going for Mission Impossible 7. This time, it is a close-up of Rebecca Ferguson. She appears to have an eye patch above her eye, not covering it. Ferguson played Ilsa Faust in the last two Mission Impossible movies. What's the reason for the eye patch? Ah, an article on CinemaBlend.com speculates that Ilsa may have either injured her eye or the eye patches used for honing her long-range weaponry skill. In any case, it's an intriguing photo and makes us think. You can see the photo in the same article. Upcoming spy movies, Red Notice has finally got a release date. Okay, we've been talking about Red Notice for quite some time now. This is the Netflix movie starring Gal Gadot, Dwayne Johnson, and Ryan Reynolds. In our last movie news, we mentioned that Dwayne Johnson had tweeted hashtag holidays 2021 at the end of his post about the movie. Hmm. At that time we asked, which holiday? Well, we now have the answer. Both Reynolds and Johnson have released social media posts declaring November 12, 2021 as the movie's release date. Dwayne Johnson's tweet at Netflix biggest movie ever, Red Notice premieres in your living room around the globe on November 12th. FBI's top profiler, world's most wanted art thief, and the greatest con man the world has ever seen. That was his tweet. There are three key items to note in this short tweet. The first is the release date, November 12, 2021. The end of the year is looking up to be an exciting time for spy movie fans. The second thing to note is the premieres in your living room part. Again, there has been no official announcement of any theatrical releases. Dwayne Johnson's post implies an internet Netflix release only. 
And finally, we look at the words around the globe. Everyone will be able to see it on Netflix around the world on November 12, 2021. This movie, unlike many movies, will not have a staggered release schedule. We applaud this decision. We've talked about the difficulties that social media brings in keeping things secret until the audience has a chance to see the movie. No Time to Die has a 10-day gap when its release cycle starts in Belgium to when the last six countries get to see it. That stinks for fans in those six countries. <laughs> this Netflix decision shows that they are looking out for the fan by releasing globally on November 12th. We wish all the studios would follow suit. Argyle! Matthew Vaughn, who produced and directed the first two Kingsman movies and the upcoming The Kingsman movie, will be bringing his spy movie prowess to the upcoming movie Argyle. And he's assembled a star-studded cast, Henry Cavill, John Cena, Brian Cranston, Bryce Dallas Howard, Samuel L. Jackson, Catherine O'Hara, and Sam Rockwell. Argyle is based on an upcoming spy novel with the same name and is expected to be the first in a series of novels and movies. Vaughn is still expected to be involved with the Kingsman series going forward. To quote Vaughn from the article on Variety.com, quote, When I read this early draft manuscript, I felt it was the most incredible and original spy franchise since Ian Fleming's books of the 50s, said Vaughn. Quote, This is going to reinvent the spy genre. Whoa! Yikes! Really? Hmm. Given that the same article says that the novel and book will follow the globe-trotting adventures of a super spy named Argyle across the U.S., London, and other exotic locations. We here at Spy Movie News are scratching our heads trying to figure out how this will reinvent the spy genre. That basic explanation sounds like every Bond, Mission Impossible, born in Austin Powers movie plot. Okay. It should be noted that another series of books will be the basis of the upcoming The Gray Man, which we've mentioned in earlier spy movie news newscasts, like Argyle. They are hoping to turn that into a series of movies. It looks like spy movies are here to stay, and we love it. If these franchises can release every two to three years, it should ramp up the pressure to get James Bond movies out more quickly, too. Vidya Jamwell. Vidyat Jamwell, the star in and produce espionage thriller IB-71. Set before the Indo-Pakistani War, Jamwell will play an intelligence officer in a story about how Indian intelligence agencies outwitted the Pakistani establishment and gave the Indian armed forces the required advantage they needed to face a two-front war. The Kingsman. The new trailer for The Kingsman looks at the origins of the Kingsman organization. It's a nice trailer. You can find it on YouTube. The Kingsman Trailer 4, 2021, Kingsman 3. Director Matthew Vaughn says, This movie is really an origin story. This is the foundation of the Kingsman franchise. So, this should be a good movie to try to put the first two in perspective. We can't wait until it releases December 22nd, 2021. The movie, formerly known as Five Eyes, gets a release date. The Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham, by movie, finally gets a release date. It will debut... January 21st, 2022. We've talked about this movie in numerous Spy Movie News episodes, so we're happy to see a release date finally announced. Now, if they'd only give it a title so we could stop calling it the formerly known as Five Eyes nonsense. Okay, guys, we want to talk about your movie, so give us a name. Happy 97th birthday, Eva Marie Saint. It's hard to believe, but Eva Marie Saint just celebrated her 97th birthday on July 4th. 
We spy movie fans remember her fantastic performance in the Hitchcock thriller North by Northwest. I've got a couple of podcasts on on that movie. It's a great one. In memoriam, Richard Donner. We're sad to report the passing of Richard Donner. Although probably best known for his direction of Superman, The Goonies, and Lethal Weapon, Donner's work in television certainly has influenced spy movies. Some of his TV credits include The Man from Uncle, Get Smart, and The FBI. An article on Donner that appears on The Spy Command says that he was Sean Connery's first choice to direct Never Say Never Again, but passed because he didn't like the script. One other James Bond twist for Donner, Guy Hamilton, did not direct The Spy Who Loved Me as he was signed to direct Superman. That didn't work out, and Richard Donner ended up directing Superman. Black Widow spoiler about Taskmaster. We warned you. We told you. Turn it off if you don't want to hear. <laughs> All right. The first one has James Bond tiebacks. We recommend skipping this if you haven't seen the movie. Our last topic. No more warnings. There you go. Is it off? Good. In our No Spoiler Quick Fire Reaction podcast we did when Black Widow was released, we said that Ogil Kirilenko was in the movie. And that unless you knew she was there, you might not recognize her. Yes, Bond fans, she was Camille in Quantum of Solace. We did not, however, tell you what role she played. One of the reasons you wouldn't easily recognize her was that she wore a helmet for much of her on-screen time. Well, here's the spoiler and a bit of a tidbit. Olga played the role of Taskmaster. The helmet did come off, but not for very long, which made recognizing her a bit difficult. In an interview with Mike Reyes on CinemaBlend.com, Ms. Kirilenko said that she and Red Guardian filmed a longer fight scene where her helmet came off. This would have given us a longer look at her and may have made her more recognizable. It is interesting that while Olga played Taskmaster, our next spoiler is that Red Guardian was played by David Harbour, who was also in Quantum of Solace, where he played CIA Section Chief Greg Beam. So, two spoilers there. Now, for the third and final spoiler. <laughs> Taskmaster is not Tony Masters. This has upset fans of the comics. We won't give the final spoiler and tell you who Taskmaster is in the movie, other than identifying her as being played by a woman, Olga Kirilenko. You'll need to see the movie for that one. However, she is not Tony Masters, although she does have Tony's photographic reflexes. That's a wrap of our spy movie news for July 27th, 2021. This has been Dan Silvestri of SpyMovieNavigator.com. Please subscribe to our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies, right now through your favorite podcast app and on YouTube as well. Tell a friend about our show, give us a five-star rating, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.